Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. Uh, Let's just pray in behalf of, uh, first, all the churches uh, in the uh, 309 area code, all the churches in Peoria and Bloomington and and, uh, the Quad Cities, Uh, Macomb, just all this region. Let's just pray right now for revival to fall upon them. That that Holy Spirit, you'd be upon them like like the wind blowing. And you'd be upon the churches of this region like rain falling. And you'd be upon the churches of this region, uh, Holy Spirit, uh, like a fire. We pray for that fire revival to fall on the churches of this region. And that Holy Spirit, you be upon them like that oil, that healing oil that brings transformation. We pray that upon the churches of this region, Father. Uh, We pray that for the revival and breakthroughs in the churches all across this area. And now let's do that just for the churches that each of us are a member of, okay? Uh, your home congregation, the church you belong to, just just to pray that same thing. Father, uh, we just thank you for the ministry of Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we ask that in our home church, uh, that you would uh, be like a wind blowing. And you'd be like rain falling in our, our, our home church. And you'd be like fire falling upon it, burning uh, like the fires of Pentecost. And in our home church, you would be like uh, oil just being poured out, that healing oil in our home churches. We pray for that, Father. We pray that you would revive the churches this area. You revive our own home churches for the purposes for which you have raised them up in this 309 area code. God, that those purposes will not be thwarted, um, will not be distracted from them, but there will be a single-mindedness among the churches, the congregations this area, to see Jesus Christ lifted up, to see revival come, to see the lost saved. We cry out in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we're just so thankful uh, again for um, everybody being here tonight. Um, uh, thank you, Kelly, for leading us in, in worship. This, Yeah, that was really good. That's appropriate. That's okay. Give him honor. And we're also just so thankful for... Um, uh, Derek and Mandy for this ministry here. Uh, yep, the Greater Peoria House of Prayer, and and we're so thankful for this ministry and and um, for the opportunities we have to be able to uh, to share and minister here. And and um, I think there's uh, uh, Adam. You're talking about, about uh, offerings for. Oh. Yeah, that's, uh, back on the wall there as you leave, uh, if you want to financially support this ministry. Um, this is a, a, an incredible ministry. It's very unique in this area, and we just pray blessings on, on uh, uh, Derek and on Mandy, and, and we just pray that uh, fruitfulness upon them. Um, tonight, um, Ryan Foster is going to be sharing the word. Uh, Ryan is... Uh, 
uh, a member of our Rise Real Nine team. Uh, he is also one of the, uh, the directors of the Agape School of Supernatural Ministry. He's the founder of Badumata, which is a urban garden ministry that's uh, trying to address the food deserts uh, in the, uh, in the distressed neighborhoods here in Peoria. And he is also a uh, b- uh, businessman, has a couple businesses going, and he's also a father of four uh, incredibly awesome children. And where are Mandy? I mean, Ryan, Ryan, okay, there's Mandy. And Mandy's his wonderful wife. And Ryan, why don't you come on up here as I'm talking? You should be on your way, okay? <laughs> That's how that works. But Ryan's going to bring the word for us tonight. Okay. Let me just pray for you. Uh, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you be upon my brother. You would guide him in everything you want uh, done and said tonight is what is accomplished. And so just bless him as he brings the word in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm doing this not to cancel out the amazing prayer, but I already asked my wife. I was like, before I speak, I want you to come up here and pray for me. So I, I, um, we, we uh, not jokingly, we, we see uh, Pastor Bob is having an apostleship mantle on him. So I, I really love that prayer. He says he's probably blushing right now. We gave him a cup that said apostle on the side of it, and I think he hides it. I found it in his basement when we were helping him move in a box, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Heavenly Father, I just uh, pray for my husband right now. Holy Spirit, just fall on him, God, so that the words that come out of his mouth are not his own, but are of you, Lord, and that what he says will be fruitful and go forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, buddy. Well, um, the funny thing about tonight... I, um, as we were discussing uh, the Rise 309, the, the night here at the House of Prayer, uh, I remember we had a meeting before, and I, I think it was a text thread, and they, were, they approved this night, and I said a long time ago, I was like, yeah, I, I don't have anything that night. And then we were doing a, a vendor event in uh, Henry, Illinois, and I think my wife was planning something and she, for tonight, and they, uh, the Mosers looked at her, and she's like, you can't do anything. You're going to be at the house of prayer. She was like, what? And she's like, Ryan's speaking. And she was like, he is? And then she's like, you're speaking? I was like, I am? And, <laughs> and so we found out that. And then um, then uh, Pastor Bob asked me formally the next day, uh, would you speak? I'm like, well, yeah. I was like, I, I always have a, a word on my heart that God is uh, speaking to me in that moment. And it just so happens in this season um, God has really put uh, <laughs> uh, just the uh, the feminine uh, 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 heart on my on myself. <laughs> the people online are probably wondering what I'm doing. My son is running around me, so he just took off, and so yeah, that's awesome. But anyway, um, just uh, and and where I, how I got to this point was. Um, I, I, I've somehow developed compassion for women, which if you, it, it doesn't, it sounds like, oh, duh, yeah, you, you should, but I'm a person that, like, in college, my friends, they would try to give me hugs, and I was the one that just pushed them off of me. He's like, don't hug me. Don't do that. Now I'm, like, softer to actually hugging, and I'm very affectionate with my kids, and it's something that uh, God has graced me with over time, and... Um, when as I was married to my wife, 
I have seen her and struggle with things. And it was, it was uh, acceptance and is she a good mom and all these other things. And, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, you're an amazing mom. You're like the best mom I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, how is it that you believe these things? And so in 2019, I started doing a deeper dive and uh, just trying to get after Father God's heart. And as if you get close to God... Okay, I got a little scared. I thought he was going to knock this over. As you get uh, closer to God, you begin to think as God thinks. It's just a a thing. As you go after Father God's heart, there's something that happens within us where we begin to actually think his thoughts and and start living by the Spirit. And so we start to be about our love the things our Father loves and and dislike and and get like a, a spiritual righteous anger towards the things that anger him. And in my... uh. Uh, just praying over my wife, I, I made a mistake with God. And actually, it's not a mistake. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's something that everybody needs to do. But I asked God, I was like, please help me love my wife as you love her. Let me see her how you see her. And I began to pray that every morning. And, and let's just say when I got home from praying that, she knew when I had my Jesus time. Because when God uh, showed me just how much he loved her and how much he just cherished her. And and then I just I began to see her through his eyes and I began uh, and there's a whole thing of honor. Um, There's a that's a word that we use in this culture and we tend to think it just means respect. But to honor someone is to see them as God sees them and treat them that way. That you, that's a true person that you honor someone when no matter how they act towards you or how they're, they're, uh, might be manifesting or whatever, that you choose to see them as God sees them. In order to do that, you have to ask God how he sees them. And I asked God, how did he see my wife? And then he just showed me this beautiful woman. And, just, and I had this, this deeper intimacy and love for her. And I would come home and she would say stuff like every once in a while that was contrary to how God sees her. And it hurt my heart. It, I, it just a pain would drop in my heart. And I would just, just shower her and just... And now... Um, I, I, I see the fruit of that because my wife loves me so much. Like, I don't, there's, something, there's something about woman or, and just that what God has put inside woman that if you in, like, truly love and show that love to them, what you get back is so much more than what you put in in love because... They are like, a, nobody can love like a woman loves. And when you uh, truly love, there is something that is godly that comes out of a woman. And I um, been, uh, have had the, the, the pleasure of um, actually like God has turned this, this, um, this love that I like, like how he shows my wife, and he started showing me other people and other women, and and then like I, I listen to my wife talk and her friends, and she tells me how she's the only 
uh, one of like a lot of her friends that's not on like antidepressants and all these things. I said, why is that? I said, I, I don't understand that. And she's like, it's very hard. Women have to live up to so there's so many standards out there. There's so many things. There's so many like you're not a good mom. You're not doing this right. Why do you need help with that? And there's all these voices speaking over them. And so and then there's um, there's a feminist movement, which I'm, I'm someone's going to get in trouble with me about talking about this, but I'm going there. There's a feminist movement, which is actually anti-feminism. It's anti-feminism. It's a it's a, it, it's teaching women to uh, dislike their feminine side, and it's elevating masculinity. And that they, there's this talk about we're against the patriarchy, but the thing is, the feminist movement, how it is, is pro patriarchy, like oh, out of balance because it's women trying to uh, mimic a false form of patriarchy that. And, and I'm, I apologize, we as men have not carried our mantle as we should throughout society. And now we have pe- women who see this thing and see that as power of men, how, we, how men have historically misrepresented the grace that God has given us, the position that God has given us, and used it in an abusive way, in various ways. And then there's women who now say this is how we get power and this is what we need to do and they're, they're mimicking these mistakes that we have made and in the whole scheme of things the feminine spirit is dying in our culture there's some huge repercussions of the death of the feminine spirit and it ties in to revival itself and that's what I would hope to talk about I have a question here what is the stopping time? <laughs> 8.30-ish? Okay. I'm going to get my phone out so I have a time in front of me. Because my wife will tell you, if I get excited, I keep talking. And it's just a thing that I do. And so I uh, see um, a link between the feminine spirit and for us, are the key to us seeing revival in this area. Quick quiz. Does, uh, does any, everybody, does, who goes to a church? Okay, at your church, whose church has a prayer ministry that meets it on a different day of the week? Who's at the prayer meeting? Who's, lots of women. What's the, what's the, what, what, can I get ratios of male to woman ratios of the prayer meetings? Eight to, eight to ten, so eight women, eight out of ten are women. Anybody else have, is it similar? Is that what you see? How about like prophetic ministries? Who, who's in the prophetic ministries that are there mostly? Women. Why do you think that is? Let's dig in. Let's dig in. So, where I'm going to start at the beginning, we have Genesis 1, 26, 28. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his, his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male 
and female, he created them. So what do we, what do we gather from that of the nature of God? I'll tell you. He, uh, the, uh, his, and his likeness is male qualities and female qualities. It's both of them together that makes the fullness of the image of God is in both of them. So I want you to start your wheels to start spinning on how this would be a spiritual attack to get rid of uh, aspect of the image of God within society. Male and female, he created them. And then we have the fall. And I've been taught throughout uh, church history, like when you get to uh, Genesis 3, like 15 through like 17, it's like curses that are proclaimed on like on the the serpent, on the man and on the woman. And as I was uh, meditating on this whole thing and the compassion that God has put on my heart here, um, he brought me to these various scriptures and had me look at it in different versions. And then he had me look at the actual words in the original Hebrew language and what each word means. And so that, and then I looked at how the interpreters of those scriptures came to their interpretation. And because uh, Pastor Bob gave me this awesome Bible that tells me all that different stuff, and it's really awesome. It's a net Bible for anybody who's wondering. Um, so if we go to Genesis. Uh, 3.15 through 16, it says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between, and this, he's talking to the serpent here, and between your seed and her seed, she shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Uh, and then it says, To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception, and pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be uh, for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And so I was like, wow, that's a pretty bad curse to put over. And then I went to it and I started reading and I I went and I broke down the words. And it literally says greatly increased is your sorrow or grief. And that's an emotional or physical sorrow or grief. Greatly increased is your sorrow or grief and and conception. Now, this part kind of confused the, the interpreters because the, the next part talks about uh, in begotten children. It says, uh, in pain, you will begot children. And so they, um, in a lot of versions, they change that conception to in childbirth, that you will have pain in childbirth. Um, but the actual literal translation is conception. And they, that confused them because they said, there's no pain in conception of a baby. So they must be talking about childbirth because there's pain there. And so they've changed that in a lot of versions, but it literally says in conception. And then it says this next part, it says, and toward your husband, your desire or longing. And that's what the literal translation says, is towards your husband, your desire or longing. Um, but he will dominate you or, and it, or you could translate it, but he will want to dominate you. And so I propose that this is the result of something and not a punishment in itself. These verses are a result of something and not a punishment. See, the feminine side of God or the feminine spirit is one that is uh, a a spirit that receives. 
And the masculine spirit is one that gives. It's, it's a one that is a giving spirit. And the feminine spirit is a receiving spirit. And on the feminine side of the thing, um, the, the, the feminine spirit seeks to be. Seeks to be. It longs for communion and connection. It longs to uh, know and be known emotionally. Some traits of the feminine uh, spirit is compassion, empathy, nurture, comfort, intimacy, ability to uh, receive and express love. Now, something happened at the fall where prior to that, God just like we have right now because we are redeemed, Christ has brought us back to uh, his created purpose. God was uh, dwelled within people. He was in their heart. He was able, they were the temple. They were, they had communion with God. And so then when the fall comes, something separated. A chasm was created And so you have this one being that's made for intimacy and to be known and to be known for who they are and to be loved and to express love. And the, the, the one that they're, they're, they're called to do that primarily with, there was a separation. And then on the male side, they were called to uh, uh, come to God and to be the cover and, 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 and to be with God and to express the qualities of God and to lead in their home. And something was missing. So man had the choice to uh, and, and had a drive to actually go after their own pleasure. And so the woman still had this desire, still has this desire to be known and for intimacy. But the thing that brings everything together, it was distorted. And so they're looking to a man for that same thing because they're made to receive. And the man dominates or tries to dominate or doesn't have a true view of God. That it's skewed. And so they take their position and their, their, um, cause we have different traits cause we are protector. That is one of our things. So we tend to be bigger, muscular. And so misuse that and it got skewed. And so as a woman is looking for intimacy into the, so we can see inside them or they can see inside, like they can be known the man is not able to reciprocate what they truly desire. Only God can. And so I have a, um, there's a friend of our family. And she was, uh, she had, came from a, a kind of a broken home. And um, a sad thing that she said when she was about 13 years old and uh, she was living in like foster care and we were able to, I was talking to her, actually my wife was talking to her and she's like, I can't wait to have kids. And she's 13, she just wanted to have kids. And uh, she's like, why? She's like, because I want someone who will love me unconditionally. 
that's why I want to have kids, just so that I can have someone to love me unconditionally. She didn't know who her dad was. Her mom was in prison. And she came from a very broken home where uh, mom was a con artist. And all these different things that she saw growing up. And that was the desire of her heart. Was She was thinking, I want someone to love me unconditionally, so I want to have kids. I don't care about the guy. They're just a, a donor. I want the kid so that I can be loved unconditionally. She did. And um, had a number of kids. And, and we still are in touch. She's an awesome person. She's, she's amazing. I, and, uh, but that statement is the heart of the feminine spirit is to be loved unconditionally. And the darkness around us has skewed male- manhood. To the point that you have men who um, mistreat their wives, mistreat their children, and this causes uh, uh, the females to not feel safe, to not feel protected, to not feel loved. And so when that is out of skew, they're not able to, it it causes a rift in their communication with God. Because they don't see themselves as God sees them because they see themselves in light of how they're treated by the people around them. And then when you throw in the feminist movement who says uh, having kids is, and, or taking care of your kids or doing this stuff is a sign of weakness and asking for help is a sign of weakness. Men, it's like a masculine thing. You have to be able to, like, that's what men are told. We have to, we don't cry. You got to do, you got to stand up yourself. You got to, you got to put everything on your shoulders and on the, your own bootstraps and all this different stuff. And now women are taking on this burden, this unnecessary burden. The problem with that is the, in, in, in the kingdom, in the spiritual realm, the way to more power is through the feminine side of God. It's through intimacy with God. That is the the key to the power of God. It's the key to seeing revival in an area and it rests in this beautiful feminine spirit that uh, just wants intimacy with God. Now, I was, um, as getting ready for this, God kept on bringing me to this Bible story, and then and Pastor Bob brought it up out of randomly, and somebody else brought it up, and, and I was teaching a Sunday school thing, and it was the, on Gideon, and the, I read the chapters before, and it was this one, and so in Judges chapter 4 and 5, there's this judge named Deborah, and I was like, God, why are you showing me this story on Deborah? Now, Deborah is like the only female judge that you see in Judges, and she's said to be a prophet. She's a prophetess. And she was sitting under this, this date tree, and people would come to her, and they would uh, give their cases. And at the same time, um, Israel was under, being tormented by this king. And his, his, um, the leader of his army was a guy named Sisera. And he, they had 90 or I think 90 or 900 chariots, a bunch of chariots, gold chariots. And they just, and they just scared the people of Israel. They were just tormented. They were crying out to God for their oppressors to go away and just crying and crying. And uh, uh, Deborah, 
the prophetess is in God's face and hearing from God. And she goes and gets this guy and gets a word from God, gets this guy named Barak and says, God's get handed over uh, Sisera to you. All you got to do is go down you know, to the side of this mountain and God will bring them, bring 10,000 people. I'll tell you where to get them from. You go to this tribe, get the 10,000 men, go to the bottom of this mountain and he will come down and you'll be handed over to you. And then he was like, oh, I don't know. I'll only do it if you're with me. And then she was like, since you asked for a thing, it's going to be a woman. That's, uh, 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 it's gonna be, he's going to be handed over to the hands of a woman. You won't get credit for this. And so just like he, they said, he went down there and, and she was directing the army and telling him what to do. And, and he came and it, like right away he like took off running because his army was getting whipped right away. Just his 900 chariots were just nothing. And they were just getting whipped. So he takes off running the opposite direction. And then he goes into a tent uh, well, and to uh, uh, a, a lady named Jael, and she comes out and welcomes him, and and says, "My lord," and brings him in. He asks for water, and he she feeds him milk, which is uh, I guess something for kings out of like a, a bowl, and treats him like royalty, and puts a blanket on him, lays him down, and she's just laying there, and then she takes a tent spake, uh, a tent pole, and puts it on his temple and drives it, not in his head, into the ground. His head was in the way. It went through his head into the ground. And then she came out of the tent. And then here's Barak chasing. And she goes out and says, hello, my Lord. And then she's like, I want to show you the person you're after. And goes in there. And he's in there with this thing through his head on the ground. And they sung this song to her and to Deborah and all this stuff. And they celebrated. And what happened here in this story is you had uh, the woman were in God's face. Deborah's a prophetess. He, she's hearing the, 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 from God. The whole country's crying out to God, please help us. These people are tormenting us. And Deborah uh, gets the word from God. It's in her being still before God that the answer is brought, being in God's face. And then uh, there's a, and I, I have to, I, you have to add a little something because I don't get this from the story, but I had to assume that JL was one of the people who were crying out to God, uh, too. And I can only imagine, using kind of, I guess, pastors saying my Holy Spirit imagination type of thing going on, is. She was probably praying, it's like, God, there's tormenting, they're doing this stuff. Like, I might have, but she had a little treaty for, uh, with the king, so she had a little bit of relief, but still, she was amongst the people that was being tormented. And just sitting there and waiting, and then into her hands, the leader of the enemy's army comes into her tent, and she's just, she's not out there fighting. She didn't ask for him to come, and she's just like, okay. Just comes in, that's it. And that's where the tides turned for Israel, and they had peace for 40 years after that. And into the hands of women. And it was, they weren't coming, trying to come up with a plan themselves. They didn't, everything was handed to them, literally, like laying down on the floor, handed to them. And they just had to follow and do what God said. And that is when that is the the 
the beauty of like to rest in God. It's in the feminine spirit to just come before God to worship. That's why they're in the prayer in the spirit realm. The woman is a warrior like they're the ones that are like battling and they're covered in blood in the spirit realm with giant knives. And if like if we read Genesis 515, it's the it's the, the, the seed of the woman that crushes the head of Satan. See a semblance between <laughs> Jael and, and crushing the head. But anyway, it's the woman that crushes the head of the serpent. No wonder why there is uh, there has been for like thousands of years uh, uh, some sort of spiritual attack on women, on the feminine spirit. Whether it's trying to subdue them and not count them a part of society and they're not counted as anything and try to make them nothing. Or to try to make them second rate or try to think things about themselves or about yourselves. And... I, for one, I apologize. I apologize for uh, just all of, for not, for just all of man, or, or the, the masculine spirit for not treating women well, for not carrying our mantle well, and for allowing these lies to be spoken over you and perpetuating those lies. Because right now in this season, the feminine spirit is what we need to see revival. We need it. We need the masculine spirit. Don't get me wrong. We need men to know how to love their wives and to love their daughters and to love uh, just women around her. We need men. And so if you go to Ephesians, it talks about, uh, it says, um, nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself. And his wife must see to it that she respects her husband or honor. That's another word. If you go to Amplify, it adds honor in there, their husband. And it's funny that as men, we're called to just, our job is to love when the, the, um, the best lovers and that have the giftings and the ability to receive and express love are the women. But we are the ones who are called to love the woman. And it wasn't until I was married that I realized I love this one woman and honor her and, and, and respect her and uplift her. And what I get in res- and back from that is multiplication. It's like the nature of God in one vessel. Like I deposit this little bit of love that I have that I can muster up from my masculine mind just from where God shows me how to love her. And what I get back is a warrior, which is why I had her pray over me when I was up here, because as God showing me this, shows me that this is my warrior. She's covered in blood, and, and there's, I, I, that should be, I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't end it, but like she's covered in blood, but she's just a warrior. The, the feminine spirit is a warrior that is needed. And, and also in that uh, Ephesians, and it's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 through 33, where I'm like picking out little pieces here. It says, um, he should love his own wife as he loves himself. And so this love for uh, the, uh, the wife is an extension of ourselves. And uh, let's see. 
Yeah, even as he loves himself, he loves. So it's like as if you love your own body, you love your wife. The reasons why is because the man and female come together and they are one. And how you love your wife, if you love your wife right and you love the woman right, you have the most dope down person in the world fighting in your corner. I mean, she's relentless. I don't even, I'm afraid for people if they mistreat me, I won't tell my wife about it. I'm afraid she'll tear their head off. I, I won't tell her. I was like, I'm like, I didn't, I'm not telling you what they said to me because I was offended and everything, but I let it go because that's what men like, boys, like you get in a fight and there's like, you get in a fight, like, oh, okay, we're friends now. Women get in a fight, there's like grudges that carry on and stuff. And so, and then if you mess with a woman's kids or if you mess with a, a well loved woman's husband, you got yourself a huge fight. You got yourself a, you, you don't do that. And so, and I'm really big on honoring people. <laughs> and so if people dishonor me, I'm not telling my wife. She's coming after you. <laughs> so, and uh, you don't want that on your life. But that's just all I got to say. She's a, and so that's, she's a micro, she's like, you're making me sound horrible back here. But I'm not making you sound horrible. I'm just showing how much I, I love you and you, your love so I hope I'm not in trouble. Anyway, and so let me see here. Where am I? So there's things that have to be received. The gifts are something that is received. Healing, all the different gifts are something that we receive. And the fruit of the Spirit is something that is received. And in order to... Um, Exhibit the grace that God wants us to walk in. You have to receive grace. In order to exhibit the love that we are called to in Christ, you have to receive love. That comes from intimacy. That comes from the feminine side of God to be able to receive. And if we just if you have a home that you have. Uh, one person trying to be masculine and the other person trying to be masculine, the kids suffer. The life that you produce suffers. It kills life. That is a demonic thing. Satan comes to steal, kill, and and destroy. And one way he does that is by stealing the identity of who a woman is. Uh, we need women to embrace the warrior inside of them. In the kingdom of heaven, the one who serves, the one who is least, is the greatest. And it's a mystery. And in scripture, we're told that that, that relationship with the husband and wife is a mystery, but it's really what, uh, uh, a ref- reflection of God in the church. And so in, what is it? Romans chapter 8, verse 19, it says, For the anxious longing of the children wait, for the anxious longing of creation waits eagerly for the revealing of sons of God. And sons, like mo- all Bible scholars know that that term sons encompasses male and female. It encompasses the wholeness of God. We all, you know, God is male and female, and so in most versions it says male and fe- for the children of God to be revealed, and it's and just like 
in in this sense, male and female are sons. In the other sense, the bride, I'm part of the bride of Christ. And so the creation longs for things to get back to Genesis one twenty six through 28 of in his image. Creation is longing for revival of the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. For both to come up fully in their full expression of who God said that they are. Because it is in the full expression of who God says that each one of us are is that uh, what creation is longing for. If you just have this expression of just men, men on earth or the, the masculine spirit, you have, met, you have fallen short of the glory of God. You need both. And in 1 Peter 3, 7, it says, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker, since she is woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. If you treat her less, you dishonor, if you dishonor the feminine spirit as an equal heir of the grace of life, your prayers are hindered. So our cries out for revival, if the feminine spirit is not embraced and, and given the honor of, to which God honors the feminine side of him, then our prayers are hindered. And so we have uh, an urgent uh, call to honor the feminine side. And so that's basically my thing. What time is it? I haven't looked at my thing. I went over. But okay. So I would like to uh, just have a time of prayer or just over the woman in here. And it can be woman praying over woman, men praying over woman. Uh, but I just uh, prophesy over them. What is prophesying? It's just speaking what God says over someone. And so I, my hope is that women feel empowered to embrace their feminine side, compassion, to embrace uh, the, the vulnerability that we need in this society that gets people open to, sh- the, to exposing themselves to God and being um, intimate with God and making that something that is uh, appealing you guys are the ones, like men, we have feminine side too. We can get, uh, through God, we can uh, come to the face of God. But women kind of corner the market in that territory. And so we need you. And you guys need each other to pick each other up. I will tell you from personal experience that trying to do pull things up by your own bootstraps, it doesn't work. It will drive you crazy. You will be uh, just stressed out and angry and all kinds of things. You don't want to do it. You need each other. You need community. You need uh, that. You're, you're, you were made to receive love and be loved for who you are. Who better to do it than you guys doing it to each other? Because you know you guys need it. And we as husbands need to love our wives and empower them because it's like loving yourself. You need that warrior in your corner. 
<laughs> Especially if you're praying for your family. You don't want those prayers hindered. You need that warrior. So I don't even know how to do this, but yeah, I'll pray. I pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for uh, just this revelation. I thank you for uh, the intimacy that you uh, desire, Lord, and this, uh, your truth that is revealed in uh, the heart of, of woman that you have put in place, Lord. I thank you that you made the woman the one that carries uh, each person is carried by the woman and intimately held inside their body and, and uh, nursed up against their chest, Lord, that they can f- experience intimacy, Lord, uh, in their life, Lord. Even uh, the mistreated woman uh, has a, a desire to love a child, Lord, that, that gives a piece of you to each and every uh, uh, human being, Lord, that is born, Lord. They get to experience your love, Lord. I pray that that will be realized throughout society and that we will celebrate your feminine spirit, Lord, so that we can abide fully in you, Lord, because we know that we can do nothing without uh, abiding in you, God. There is nothing we can do, Lord. We need intimacy with you, Lord. We need to find ourselves in you, Lord, in this life that we live, that we don't live by the flesh, but in you, God. And we live it by faith, Lord, and what you can do, Lord. We know that that only comes in by if we receive you and allow you to rule in our lives, Lord, so that the earth does not have to groan because the fullness of you is realized in your church, Lord, and that revival may reign out because your glory will rain down on us, Lord, as we share in your glory, Lord, the fullness of your glory, both male and female, Lord, that we may reflect it as one, Lord, and all the pieces may be working together to bring revival to this land, Lord. Let it be in Jesus' name. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org donate. That's gphop.org donate. Thank you, and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.